0: yet another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm really glad you're here. We have Say Gabriel on our program today, and she is a a bootcamp graduate, so we're really excited to be talking to her about that experience and what it did for her business. She was actually in Group 42, which we're in Group 87, 88, somewhere up there. Uh, So she actually graduated bootcamp a while ago, and when she came into our program, she was really positioned as a, uh, a web design agency. And over the course of uh, us helping her, we realized that she had a much uh, different superpower for her business and uh, has now positioned herself as a content expert in this market, helping different agencies out with this problem. And I know if you guys are listening today and content is one of your issues, uh, I think you might resonate with part of her story and, and what she does now for a living uh, to help other agencies master content for their business, which is pretty cool. Say, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, it's cool, uh, cool to have you on. And uh, I'm curious, why did you decide that entrepreneurship or starting an agency was the right move for you?
1: Hmm. <laughs> well... In some ways, I think that uh, as uh, as many entrepreneurs do, I had entrepreneurial roots from the time I was a kid trying to like sell art classes at recess um, to my classmates. Um, but uh, I actually fought pretty hard against becoming an entrepreneur because uh, I saw um, entrepreneurs in my life who went through burnout. And uh, that was really scary to me, especially since I tend to throw myself whole into things that I do. Um, so... Uh, actually what I wanted to be is I wanted to be a writer um, and uh, what kind of shifted things is I got a job um, working in the communications department for uh, the university um, that I was attending at the time or just graduating the University of British Columbia and that was my first although I'd done some professional writing um, that was the first time that I was introduced to user experience having conversations um, more than just writing, but developing an awesome website, they were just overhauling their student services website. And I was a core part of that. Um, so I thought that that would be, a uh, you know, the beginning of a long and fruitful career, either for the university or, um, maybe in the corporate world. But then I went to visit this beautiful place in British Columbia called the Sunshine Coast. And, uh, and I just fell in love and, uh, realized that, uh, the best job in the world wouldn't satisfy me if I wasn't happy where I was living. So that inspired me to kind of take this big, scary leap and, uh, move to the sunshine coast. And, uh, also in my experience with UBC had, uh, inspired me where it showed me that, Hey, I could do this. I could be leading this. I could be leading these kinds of conversations around the web. Um, so that was uh, kind of the seeds that uh, made me decide to start my own business. Um, and uh, But I didn't go into writing at first. I went into web design because I thought that that was the way to access what I wanted in terms of helping people connect to products and services that would uh, really enrich their lives. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the beginning of the story, at least. That's what spurred me on.
0: <laughs> so... I mean, it sounds like because of the place you wanted to live, there weren't great career prospects there. So the other alternative was that you'd start a business and kind of pave your own way, um... I mean, that does seem like a, a large uphill battle to start your own business just because you want to live somewhere. So uh, maybe uh, what what is it about the Sunshine Coast that pulled you? I mean, it's just, it's just a beautiful area. Uh, I mean, that's a big life choice to say I'm going to live in an area that maybe doesn't have great career prospects. And then I'm going to have to create my own business in order to make that happen. I mean, that's a seems like a big life goal or accomplishment if you've already been able to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And uh, I mean, the Sunshine Coast, and now I've been living here for years, um, and uh, it is a beautiful place, Um, everything from the community to where it is. It's a little bit isolated. I'm tucked away into the forest, so I get exciting adventures with animals on a day-to-day basis. Um, And part of it was, um, it helped me realize my deep dissatisfaction with the city. Um, and, uh, while the city had a lot going on, um, and Vancouver, the city closest to me where I was living is, is a great city as far as cities go. It's one of my favorites. Um, but I was really lacking in that deep interpersonal connection and being able to feed my soul. So, so not just kind of, um, I realized that life was bigger than business prospects and the things that truly made me happy, like. Um, gardening, um, music, being able to visit the ocean every day. That's a big thing. Every day I go for a walk and actually often sometimes listen to your podcast.
0: Um, <laughs> right uh, answer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and it's totally true. I'm not just, uh, not just saying that. And uh, I get to take my dog for a walk and remind myself um, that I am where I want to be, that I chose to be here, that I love the ocean and the natural world. And uh, that in itself is a form of sustenance that even though I lived in the city for years was lacking. And I didn't even realize it was lacking until I came out here.
0: So you want to do something with writing. So the first step is make a web design company. Uh, <laughs> seems totally logical. What, um, how did that work out?
1: Well, it it didn't work out well. I mean, ultimately, it worked out well because I'm in a really good spot right now. Um, but I think I fell into a lot of kind of the typical entrepreneur mistakes, um, and the first of which was, as you so um, cleverly pointed out, that I wanted to go into writing, and so I started a business in web design <laughs> um, because I I thought that that was what. People needed. I thought that that was kind of like the best way to make money, and, and you know, there was other opportunities that had opened themselves up along the way that um, pointed me in that direction. Uh, but uh, at first, it was definitely an uphill battle. It's not a unique story. I was just working day in and day out. I was working more than I'd ever worked before in my life. And what had been a choice that I'd made because I wanted freedom, right? I wanted the freedom to travel and live where I wanted and be in charge of my own life and my own business and all that kind of stuff. And even though I knew very deeply within myself that I had the capacity to be an entrepreneur and make a successful business, I was working more than I ever had and making less money than I ever had. Um, and was finding myself caught in these extended, long, stressful projects where I was trying to do everything myself. And that that initial experience that I had had working as part of a team building something that was really useful um, wasn't as glamorous and beautiful when I was doing it all on my own and feeling totally alone. And uh, not to mention, you, you know, um, I started relatively young in my twenties and uh, being surrounded by other people who didn't really understand what I was going through. Um, You know, they, they had very few of my friends had ever run their own business. Um, And if so, it was like a, like, a, you know, they were making soap and selling soap as opposed to trying yeah. to establish themselves internationally as a web designer.
0: See, see, what just happens after like 10 years is you just replace all your friends with entrepreneurs. But that's, that's for <laughs> another podcast episode. Um, not really. Kind of. Sort of. Um, so you mentioned feeling totally alone and doing these long, st- stressful projects uh, for not a lot of money. Do you, do you kind of remember like like why like was it just that you didn't have the experience yet or you didn't really understand how to find the right clients for what you did or was it just access to network or people like what was what were the activities that you were doing that were leading you to uh, maybe not the most glamorous or high paying opportunities
1: I would say that it's a little of several things. So, on one hand, um, I was having trouble finding the right clients. I mean, I I was finding clients, people were coming to me, um, but, and they were people, you know, that I wanted to help, uh, usually in my local community. Uh, But I I found that kind of two main issues that I had around pricing is that number one, I didn't fully understand how long it would take me to do each part. Um, and number two is that I was a little bit starry-eyed um, <laughs> in terms of um, what I could get done. And uh, and that's not to say that I couldn't fulfill my promises so much as I forgot to account for the people on the other side of the equation.
0: <laughs> like your clients. Um, like You yeah. forgot to account for... How much time or energy you might have to interact with them to get the things done that, like, if you could just build a website with zero client input and zero client feedback and none of not having to wait on them, we could do that in a good weekend. But once yeah, you add yeah, them absolutely. to the table, it's it's like fifty two weekends or something.
1: Oh gosh, so long. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, I content was still something I was passionate about. Um, so I wanted to, um, I wanted to include content wherever I could. And <laughs> it kind of became apparent to me in time that content is this whole other beast. And, you know, that later became the seeds of what my current business is. Um, but, uh, but at the time it was almost like I liked it too much. Um, not that, um, not that I, I liked it too much and just wanted to spend all my time doing it, but I almost felt afraid to give it the kind of front and center position that I wanted to because I had this weird refrain in my head um, that I couldn't focus on that because I liked it too much. And, and maybe that doesn't make any logical sense. Um,
0: but, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like, let's unpack that because maybe maybe there are people listening right now that have something in their business that they are really passionate about for, but for, for some reason, they're not giving it the attention that it deserves. Was that coming from, was it because your clients weren't that interested in content? Was it that, uh, you weren't. Uh, yet confident in your content abilities? Was it just not understanding the landscape that the market landscape that that's actually like a thing that people pay a lot of money for? I mean, what, what do you think it was that made you ignore that, or maybe just not nurture that as much as y- you now obviously seem to? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Well, uh, it definitely wasn't fear in my own content abilities. Um, that definitely is something that, um, you know, I I, uh, am quite confident in because I have uh, many years of experience um, writing in a variety of capacities, but uh, I think that part of it was uh, perhaps the assumption that because it was easy for me, it was easy for other people, and because clients, you know, when you put content on the table for clients, as I'm sure um, many of your listeners are familiar with... um, Often, it, the client will say, oh, yeah, don't worry, we can handle that. Or, oh, I'm a writer. Um, or, oh, my cousin is a writer, so you don't have to worry about content. We, we can handle that. Um, and I didn't necessarily have the confidence at that point um, to, to kind of direct them as opposed to take direction. Um, At that point in time, I was like, you know, I was grateful that they were paying me to do their site. And I was like, okay, yes, I can do it. And yes, I can almost certainly do it better than you. But this is what you want. And you sound really confident. And at that point, I didn't have, um, you know, dozens of uh, uh, cautionary tales or horror stories (laughs) content back for weeks or months or years. Um. <laughs> but even just that
0: that interaction with your client of being kind of uh, following versus leading, I, I think it's really easy as a service professional to fall into that trap of your client says, "Oh, we got this handled," and you kind of take it as face value versus kind of going, "Well, well let's 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 talk about what you mean by we got this handled." I mean, just because somebody knows how to write a sentence doesn't necessarily mean they understand. Uh, user experience, as you mentioned earlier, or, or strategic website content, or conversion content, or direct response writing. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different types of writing. I mean, being able to write persuasive sales copy, for example, uh, is very different than writing the office newsletter. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, and uh, and it's almost always hardest to write for yourself as well. And then even taking a step um, kind of further from that is that even if you do um, have a little bit of knowledge of that, or maybe, you know, you've Googled it or something like that, or Googled one of those styles of writing. Um, there's a lot of work that has to happen. I mean, to, to create, uh, a website that's truly engaging, right. Which was a concept that, that was also so new to me at that point. I mean, you need to back up even further than that and look at, okay, what are your goals? Who's your audience? Um, there's all these questions that kind of, um, it's, it, answering them before you even put a single word down or even kind of decide what it is that you're going to write um, just makes the whole process and the whole site um, so much stronger. And, uh, you know, if, if I had um, if I fully understood that, then um, perhaps I would have uh, challenged clients and spoken with more confidence on that. As it was, you know, also I was relatively new in business. Um, I felt My years, so to speak, and it was difficult for me to, even if I knew that I kind of um, had deeper knowledge than they did and could help them do better with their investment. um, I felt nervous to speak up, Um, and uh, and you know, I think that was no small part of it at all. Uh, Even though I'm I'm quite a confident person. there is this kind of expectation that they, the, the customer, is always right. You know, like they have the money, therefore um, they know what they want, and you should just listen to them.
0: Hmm. Something you said earlier was uh, because something was easy for me, I assumed it was easy for other people. That's such a smart observation. That I, I I talk to people about this all the time. I mean, they'll be maybe they're a highly technical web designer, and they'll say, "Well, I, well, how can I ever make X Y Z much money for uh, just setting up a simple page?" I mean, this only takes me five minutes. You know, I'm always like, "Well, yeah, but it took you like 15 years to <laughs> to make it take five minutes." Um, and and I feel like that mindset of this is easy for me, therefore it's it must be easy for other people, which really translates to it's not valuable. Just because it's easy for me, it's not valuable, um, which is such a crazy, I, I don't know. I mean, this might be over overdoing it, but I feel like it's a dangerous mindset for your business when your your mindset is literally like, because I have this gift or talent, I mean, you're literally, you have a gift and talent for something, it's easy for you. And you're essentially, because it's easy for you, you're not placing a lot of value on it. And in your case, you were just ignoring this. You didn't even think it was a service or a valuable service that you could offer because maybe it was so easy for you or 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 you took it for granted. Um, what what changed for you? When At what point did you say, okay, uh, this is actually a really valuable thing that I'm doing and I could create a whole business around this valuable thing? I mean, that, that has to be a big shift where you go from, you know, say the website person to say the content person. I mean, that's a, and also leaning more into your passion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that was the single biggest shift um, I made. And uh, just before it kind of escapes me, something that you said about um, devaluing things because they seem easy to you. Um, Just uh, something that I've observed in the time since as I've, uh, as I have been working in my passion is that Actually the most successful projects that go the deepest and have the greatest results where everyone is like super happy at the end. I find that those often come when each person is working within their zone of genius or their superpower Um, because that sense of it kind of feeling easy and like they could do it day in and day out. Um, When you have a mosaic of people who work well together, who are each bringing that quality to the table um, magic happens and it grows exponentially exponentially. Um, so uh, so just leave that at that. I just wanted to say it um, before it left my mind. Um, now to answer your question about the shift that happened, um, Well, I will say, Brent, that you yourself had a direct line in that shift. Um, probably you had no idea at the time. Um, but, uh, it, it definitely didn't happen overnight, but the primary catalyst that, uh, started that shift and ultimately kind of kicked my butt into finalizing it, um, was you gurus and, uh, bootcamp. And then after boot um, the, uh, the live meetup and, um, uh, the live meetup and the mastermind afterwards, like all of that was just critical, um, and uh, and I can definitely tell you why if you'd like to hear that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would. I mean, I think it's it's interesting too because, of course, boot camp is is really positioned as how to help you uh, find and sell uh, $10,000 projects. And we kind of even positioned that as, as web projects, which was maybe what your interest area was or what you were currently making money on, which maybe is what attracted you to the program. But what I kind of heard from you is you 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 ended up realizing that you wanted to, to reshift your focus. And I think that's a really, if you can dive deeper into that, because that's a really important thing for people to understand. Because I think we we, we try to uh, you know, maybe meet people where they're at, like, Hey, you want to sell a $10,000 project, but then bootcamp is actually, as you probably know now much more than that and has provided more, more for you than that. But, uh, but yeah, what, uh, what shifted for you during that, uh, during the program?
1: Yeah. Um, bootcamp was, uh, was kind of sneaky. I mean, first of all to kind of, um, commit to something that I found on the internet, um, that was very kind of like, well, right in the name, 10K Bootcamp, right? Um, that, was, uh, that was definitely scary for me. Um, but then once I was in it, I started to realize so, that there was so much more to it, right, than just selling $10,000 projects. Um, and um, I, I would say that there was so much more in it than the curriculum itself. Um, it was really a people and a mindset shift. Um, so before I even decided to focus on content uniquely, um, I, it was almost like it gave me permission to approach my business with the abundance mindset that I approach my life with. So that was already a big shift because I was in the business world, um, and I had certain ideas about how the business world worked, um, and, um, and I was I was afraid to fully be myself. I mean, I'm, I'm very myself. It's impossible for me not to be myself. Um, but there was still, I, I was trying to fit myself into a box of what I thought would make me money as opposed to what really I found fulfilling that the world needs. Um, so that business mindset uh, shift came first where um, I started to think of a growth mentality instead of just needing to grow and make more money. Um, I realized that that could apply to the business world um, as just personal development and wanting to grow and challenging yourself to learn. Like I said, these are all things I valued in my personal life, but I hadn't fully realized that I could position myself in the business world and work with other people who shared those same values. And uh, really focus on collaboration rather than competition. I'm really not a competitive person. Um, I really believe that um, through cooperation and collaboration, everybody wins. Um, I mean, there are situations in which there's kind of competitive stuff going on, but that's kind of my um, basic worldview. Um, and, and that was really incredible. And then, um, so I thought, oh great, I'm now going to run a web design firm and aim towards being a web agency and I'm going to run it with those ideals. And that'll make the fact that I'm doing web design totally. Okay. (laughs) It will just be awesome because that's all the stuff that I'm doing.
0: So, so you Um, (laughs) found more passion towards the thing that maybe you still weren't yet quite a hundred percent. Like you, you weren't doing the passionate work, but maybe you you understood that you could approach that work that you weren't even passionate about with a different mindset. And, uh, that, that alone was a shift for you.
1: Yeah, that, that was a shift. And then it wasn't a few months. And then I, you know, I kind of thought about it also, as I took on more and more web projects, um, I saw, uh, I started to see content for, um, the challenge that it is for a lot of web agency owners. Um, Whether it's uh, getting content from clients, producing great content that's actually doing what you want it to do, having to micromanage the people doing the content, or just straight up writing the content yourself. Um, As I started to just interact with more people, right, which also addressed that loneliness aspect of it, where all of a sudden I was part of this community of not just business people and entrepreneurs, but like-minded people um, who were happy to collaborate and share, I started to hear a lot more about their problems and about um, the way content was really affecting projects and that actually it wasn't easy for everyone, um, but, uh, it really wasn't until I was, uh, at a live event with a whole bunch of other people and kind of just bringing it up to people being like, yeah, you know, I'm considering focusing more on content, um, and kind of taking a step back from the web design side. And I don't really know. And there was this like <laughs> ground shaking thunderous roar of, yes, you should do that. Please do that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and that just kind of, I mean, obviously that shook me and was very validating, um, but I still had to sit and think and go, okay, um, this is a big change because at this point, you know, I've invested many, many hours, um, and, uh, a lot of time into building up this web agency as it was kind of turning into, as I started to bring more people on and et cetera. Um, this is a big change. This is a big pivot. Is this what I really wanted to do? Um, And I'm so, so glad. I'm so glad that I kind of trusted in myself and made that leap because everything changed for me and my business almost overnight. It it was really incredible.
0: I guess, was there anybody in, in program? I mean, I know you, you mentioned earlier that you felt kind of alone in your business or maybe even in your, your local community. And, And how did that, Process of being around other folks, uh, other folks that are in the in the similar space. I mean, obviously, you're thinking about creating a content business at the time, uh, or or repositioning that, or maybe even just hearing that from so many agency owners. I mean, I, whenever I bring up content on a webinar, uh, it's like everybody just kind of sighs. They're like, oh, <laughs> content." You know, and I always feel like that's a good if you're an entrepreneur and somebody brings up something and it just it just immediately takes the wind out of their sails, just to even think about. Um that thing. And and if that thing is like you're a superpower, then that's a good sign. Um so it sounds like you were at uh what 10K Denver last fall and mm-hmm. and then people, you know, it, you just became clear that content was a was a thing. Um
1: Yeah, yeah. Um that that definitely was a huge realization. Another big realization um that um I would say uh I learned from the people I was interacting with is that Task and role are not the same thing. So I realized that if I wanted to be working in content, um, that didn't necessarily mean that I had to be locked in a room alone all day writing. Um, and that, that was kind of a key thing for me. And I, I do remember that you asked about the people part of it. But, but once again, I'll just kind of get this out of my head um, before I go um, and address that. Um, which is that, uh, like my role in my company now, I actually do, um, very little of the actual content writing in terms of delivery. Um, I sit within my own superpower, which I've been able to refine, which is really that strategic planning, um, not just writing engaging content, but all of the thinking work that goes into that, the critical thinking, the empathy, empathy is a huge part of it. Um, understanding, um, as I kind of touched on before, who the audience is, what their true problems are and how you're addressing that. Um, although many, um, agencies who work in the strategy space are already starting to have those conversations, there's still so much room to not just dig deeper into that and to form kind of an actionable plan, um, for kind of all different stages of, um, a funnel and how people might be interested in engaging with you. Um, but also for translating that into the written word. Cause a lot of copywriters um, don't necessarily have that in between step. Like a lot of agencies think, Oh, okay, I need a writer. I'm going to get a writer. And then they end up kind of having to micromanage and um, plan um, a whole bunch and do a lot of that strategy work themselves. Um, which uh, you know, is uh, I guess still better than waiting months for content that doesn't come and doesn't fill your goals. But uh, there's this still, kind of like
0: a spectrum of <laughs> content pain on a project. There's, there's the let your client do it misery. There's the hire the writer that you have to now manage. And then there's the working with a more pro style content agency or group. Which yeah, like yeah, which is much bucket. more of a
1: partnership, right? There's yeah. a lot more back and forth, um, depending on different projects. Um, there's a lot more kind of agreement in terms of process. Okay. Um, which things are you taking on that sit within your kind of, um, zone of comfort and genius and which things can I kind of take off your plate? And those things that are taken off their plate are truly taken off their plate. But to kind of go back to that original question that you asked about people, um, you had asked, um, what was the shift that happened in terms of kind of feeling alone and uh, how that changed and kind of who was instrumental in that? Was that your question?
0: Yeah, I think going going from alone to now you, you mentioned that you spent a lot of time talking with other people through boot camp and our events. Um, how did that? how did that component help you like did you feel that like do you feel alone now i guess or um how did that um interaction maybe between your mentor or your other people in your group or just other people in the network how's that helped you
1: yeah um that's uh, i'm really glad that you brought that up because despite the fact that i'm a really um uh proactive talkative friendly person um that that's just kind of part of my personality um i was really shy at first in boot camp um I was just so busy kind of intaking information, um, that even though I had kind of told myself, yeah, you're going to speak up and you're going to participate. Um, I didn't really do that at first as much as, uh, I would have liked. Um, I felt kind of intimidated. And, um, what happened over time is not only are the mentors, um, and Barbara, who I know you've had on your show in the past was my mentor. Um, and, um, they really went out of their way to strike up those conversations um, and to make themselves available, um, you know, uh, to the best of their ability, right? Also being um, quite busy. And that was kind of the first step was seeing that um, the, the mentors really did um, kind of want us to have those interactions. Um, but once again, it, it, it wasn't until kind of I was reaching the end of boot camp um, and kind of embarking afterwards. And and I did, as you know, I did stay connected to the YouGurus community, which I'm sure not everyone chooses to do. Um, as I started to just kind of take that risk and reach out and say, Oh, Hey, did you just want to chat? Did you just want to have a connection? Um, see if there's a connection there, find out a little bit more about what um, each other uh, and having a grammar brain fart here, but what each one of us does, um, the more I did that, the more, um, like intoxicating and wonderful and beautiful it became. And I, I, can definitely say that meeting everyone in person, um, for me, at least personally, that was like a huge stepping stone because now all of a sudden these aren't faces on a screen. They are real people that I can kind of joke and chat with and exchange small talk and make the occasional off color comment to. Um, but, uh, but once I unlocked that um, and unlocked that potential to talk to people, it, it was just incredible. Um, people willing to brainstorm with you, people willing to kind of gauge your ideas, you know? um, people willing to exchange resources and uh, have a chat around um, kind of a problem situation. You know? That um, most beautiful and glorious of Facebook groups that is the current uh, mastermind network Um, people just willing to jump on a call with you on five minutes notice um, because you're having this big issue and they happen to be free. And I I mean, it almost speaks for itself in terms of what a wonderful, useful connection, uh, like a a web, Um, I'm very web oriented. Um, (laughs) Web is in the spider web, not just the internet. Um, that, That was really an incredible thing, but it definitely took me Tapping into it. And then once I tapped into it, it became way easier. And then actually now I go out of my way um, to reach out and engage people um, and to kind of um, Try to help them also understand that um, it's about paying it forward. It's not about paying it back You know, like none of us help each other expecting that that person is going to do that exact same thing for them in return at a future point um, it's more about gratitude and gratitude about how far I've come, um, acknowledging that other people have had a large role in that, both on an emotional and a logistical level, um, and uh, and honoring that um, by offering that in turn to others.
0: I, f- I always tell people that they will get out of out of boot camp um, usually an equal or greater proportion of what they put into it, uh, or or the network, if you. Uh, don't talk to anybody or you don't reach out to anybody that, y- you know, there we do we do certain things to kind of um, prime the pump uh, to try to get people out of their comfort zone or uh, even just out of that. I mean, it is hard too when you maybe have gotten used to that, uh, that feeling of isolation. Like, you know it's a problem. You know you feel alone, that you don't have a sounding board, that you don't have somebody to bounce ideas off of or get feedback on something or to connect you with the, that next resource that you need. Uh, we know it's a problem, but I think sometimes people uh, maybe get a little comfy with not having to talk to people they've never met before. But I think the cool part about the uh, the 10K community and the Ugrus community in general is that um, usually those connections are super positive because it's other people that are maybe feeling quite isolated and alone, and that those 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 conversations uh, more often than not flower into uh, pretty cool friendships and uh, or or just you know having. A better understanding of what other people do and how they could potentially help you in the future i mean that people always tell me like bootcamp gives them confidence and maybe that's an element of it that you know when before bootcamp and you don't have that network you know if your client asks you for something that you don't know how to deliver or maybe you've never been asked that thing before it throws you off, but if you're a part of this network and you're like, oh, you know, I just heard somebody talking about that yesterday, like, okay, I know how to answer this, so I know somebody that can do that, I feel like it gives you that kind of confidence in your business, and we just hear that over and over, graduates are always like, oh, I've, I, it gave me confidence, it gave me confidence, I'm always like trying to decode what that means, but I think that's part of it, right, is just having that that network, those people to rely on and um, going from, I mean, especially working from home in a remote place. uh, I can't even stress how important that is to find those industry peers that speak the same language as you. Uh, I feel like that helps becoming more fast friends. Um, And I'm curious. So, so we just heard a dog bark from say, and earlier, there was a bear attacking her car. I just want to. Put, I just want to put that on the table. She lives at a remote place where bears attack your car. She's not in the car, but it was. Is is the bear back? Um,
1: I'm just peeking outside, <laughs> and
0: this is making for good radio. Is the bear here? Is the bear here?
1: uh the bear does not appear to be here so that's that's good last time it was i didn't i actually didn't see the bear attack my car i saw um my neighbor kind of like waving really violently from me outside the window and i tried to kind of like motion at him to go away and yeah and then uh, he was like no no you need to pay attention right now that was a bear it just left there's dents in your car you probably want to pay attention
0: huh (laughs) Yeah, well, and there
1: are dents in my car. You're making
0: me think about making this a a video podcast, but that's for another time. I'm just really proud of you. Uh, say in what you've accomplished with your business, um, and you've made a huge pivot. What what is really exciting you about your business right now, in terms of the future and what's possible?
1: Oh, so many things. Um, well, I mean, on one hand, like my business went from being one of the greatest sources of stress in my life to one of the greatest sources of fulfillment in my life, um, just because um, almost every aspect of it, yes, including the dreaded sales, um, is uh, is. Now has had time to kind of be flushed out. And now we're starting to innovate. Um, But being able to just be myself day in and day out talking to people and having conversations, um, it's just really incredible on a fundamental level. Um, But to get more specific, um, I'm really excited about this kind of new direction that I've been taking where um, in the past I've worked almost exclusively white label um, so almost exclusively working for the digital agency owners themselves um, and yeah doing a lot of client interaction through that um, and uh, what I found is that there are um, there's quite a few people out there who are entrepreneurs who, Um, really want to harness the power of content for themselves um, and that kind of strategic planning piece um, bridging between the kind of strategy and development and sales and marketing they've been doing um, and bridging that into um, kind of a full-on strategy. Um, So I've been doing more and more work um, actually just kind of consulting and training in that space. Um, And that's really exciting because as I kind of mentioned, um, I'm realizing that my... um, my happy place is, although I do love to write. Don't get me wrong. Um, this is allowing me to kind of dig even deeper and to kind of fill in the gaps a little bit for um, people who've done some work on their business and they want to thrive and I just kind of need that extra bit of training to do writing themselves um, and. Yeah, so, so we're talking kind of smaller than the digital agency space, more in kind of the um, entrepreneur space. Um, but uh, but I'm just loving that. I, I'm finding that it flows so naturally. And I'm a, I'm a very process and organization driven person. That was something else that I thought was easy and everyone did and came to realize that, oh, actually, um, that's uh, kind of weird almost to be as organized and process driven as I am. Um, so being able to help Um, others clarify their processes clarify their messaging um, and take action on that Um, it's just so fulfilling it it feels like a comfortable next step especially since as I mentioned I do have writers taking on more and more of the writing so it it, it's allowing me to expand my zone uh, my superpower so to speak as I like to say
0: yeah that's that's cool congrats on Uh, everything that you've been able to accomplish in such a short period of time for your business. And uh, I just, your story is very inspirational. And I think a lot of folks listening today can probably connect with um, kind of going from that point of isolation to finding their passion, or maybe they want to find their passion within their business and uh, really be doing what they want to do all the time. And that's, that's really great. And uh, congrats on that. Are you ready for our our lightning round? I am. All right. We should... I should like create some kind of music, like a just some <laughs> like, some something, like, some dramatic moment, like dun 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 dun
1: dun right. Yeah, see,
0: we could have you, you come in the studio, and that's just done. That track is it. <laughs> um, all right. So, what is what is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Well, this uh, is pretty well in line with what I've already been talking about, um, but uh, don't try to be everything to everyone that has been really key Mm. um i mean even it's not just that i do content now i mean that's that's a way to specialize right on its own but i've drilled down even deeper than that right like i don't provide content for everyone i provide long-term strategic partnerships with um uh, agencies that have a high level of give a damn that are growing and want to kind of deliver content on that same level you know like that's that's pretty specific i yeah. can more specific
0: but, <laughs> but that, i think it, i mean if there is that person out there that hears that and goes oh that's for me uh i feel like that usually speeds things up and it uh it probably makes them value what you do more because you already kind of get what they're they're looking for which is cool
1: Oh, absolutely. I've even been known if someone asks me, um, say, um, what an avatar that I would help develop would look like. Um, sometimes I'll whip out my avatar for my business um, and uh, walk them through it. And usually, um, that person gets chills because they're like, Wow, you just kind of described me. And I'm like, Yes, that's exactly it.
0: <laughs> that's great. What, uh, which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success?
1: hmm Um, this is uh, this actually overlaps a little bit with advice because this was a personal habit um, that again I didn't realize at first just how important it was but just getting out and talking to people Um, we can spend so much time developing the perfect funnel the perfect content the perfect everything Um, and aside from the fact that it's never going to be perfect Um, none of that really replaces just getting out there and having conversations. Um, And I mean, you can see that in my own site. Um, It is woefully bare of uh, ongoing content right now because I'm so busy just getting out and talking to people and producing that content for other people.
0: Do you have an internet resource or a tool that you use in your business or personally that you think our listeners would find valuable?
1: I have many, and uh, when I was kind of, because I, I do listen to your podcast, so I was kind of considering, what would I answer this question with? And the answer was so obvious that I almost missed it, which is a Chrome extension called OneTab. Um, it's a very little, very specialized thing, right? It, it, essentially, you click it, and it takes all of your open tabs in that window and puts them in one tab um, which then is still there if you like reboot or close the window or something like that. Um, and it is brilliant. It is just so brilliant. Um, I don't know about you, but I am a tab junkie. I like to have like, <laughs> tabs open at once and uh, my computer is getting a little bit older and it's starting to slow down from the weight of all of these tabs. And, uh, and I, and I love one tab. It's it, also lets me look and see, okay, this is what I have open instead of having so many tabs open that I can't even read the words. Mm.
0: One tab, one, one tab.
1: Yeah. uh... It's free, quick, simple. I mean, I use tons of tools. Um, but that is probably the tool that has changed my life the most in the past six months. <laughs> I know, I know. It seems it seems like whoa, but
0: yeah, no, no, that's, no, that's good. That's good. That's <laughs> a good uh testimonial for that that service so nice. What book would you recommend and why?
1: Hmm. Getting things done by David Allen um has definitely been instrumental for me in uh helping me understand how to organize things from the bottom up. So that endless mass of things that need to be done every day. Um Getting things done helped me really get a handle on that. Um, uh, but uh, I've also been reading recently and really enjoying um, "Never Eat Alone" by Keith Ferrazzi. It's mm, a good one. Yeah, I just uh, it, it it also it um, is based off of a lot of those same values that I've already kind of mentioned: collaboration, abundance mindset, growth mindset, just getting out and talking to people. It kind of ties all of that together in. Um, A package that I think is pretty easy to kind of absorb, consume, and start applying.
0: Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, uh, how can our audience find out more about you? Or uh, is there anything you can uh, share with them they can check out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, People are welcome to uh, connect with me on... uh, linkedin or facebook or drop me an email Um, my email address is say at anancycontent.com that's s-a-y at a-n-a-n-s-i contents.com and uh, that the website is uh, in there as well right it's anancycontent.com so uh, i'd say probably the most direct way to contact me is just to uh, drop me an email but uh, as i've already said i love conversations so i'm Happy happy to talk with people.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, we'll include links to uh, all that good stuff, LinkedIn, Facebook, and your email and website. Uh, In the show notes, if you guys didn't have a chance to write that down, just go to yougurus.com, click on podcasts and uh, click on this episode and you'll find those show notes for yourself uh, and all those great links. So uh, say again, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This has been wonderful to hear your story and uh, hear all the great things you have going on and are just very thankful that you spent the time with us today.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, thanks a ton, Brent. Um, uh, For me, this is definitely... um, a form of uh, I guess sharing my experience and uh, also hopefully sharing with people um, just some ways that you know I just hope that people got some sort of uh, inspiration or push you know um, that's uh, I like to create positive change in the world and uh, I'm uh, just super grateful to be here chatting
0: awesome thanks say that's it for this week's episode guys until next week I'm Brent Weaver